Welcome back to episode 168 of Tall Boy Radio. We're joined this week by an old friend from north of the border. He's turned his back on making great gins and all things darts and has come up with a novel way of repairing those dart holes he's put in the wall. But more on that shortly. First, let's turn our attention to the regulars. Gazza? Yeah, evening, evening all, evening the world. Um, really looking forward to this. It's been a while since we've sort of um, chatted to this guy and we sort of hooked up. I can't wait really just to get into it, find out what he's been doing over the last sort of 12, 18 months. Yeah, so um, all good. Looking forward to it. That's it. That's it. So from one Dave to another, Mr. Dave, our regular Dave, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm all right. Thank you, Adam. Welcome, everyone. Looking forward to... Uh to this episode holes in the wall that's a, that's an interesting intro looking forward to that see what that is yeah not not glory holes that's we haven't got the scottish alchemists on but we do which <laughs> <laughs> is where this is the route we went down the last time we did a podcast with them believe it or not so we're joined by another fella from north of the border dave how are you doing dave as you all know him as double trouble drinks but not anymore say hello and tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since good evening everyone Nice to be back on. Thanks for uh, inviting me back. I was surprised to be invited back on, but it's good to be here. And my children asked me, what is it you're going on for before I came on? I had to say it's basically so that I can have a beer with a few people that I've not seen for a while. So cheers. <laughs> cheers indeed. Yeah, it, it has been a while. We were talking before. When when did you think it was? Was it 2021? July 2021. The 20th, I believe. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Cheapers. It doesn't right. actually seem that long ago. I mean, we say that now, it's like, God, that's good for up to two years. Like, bloody hell. I know. You guys must have broken a world record since then. No, no. Oh. No, we, 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 there's one in the pipeline, but we haven't actually broke one sort, sort of since since we last spoke to you, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. We are yeah, planning it's been in the pipeline quite a while, that one has. Yeah. We, we, we've been dragging our feet on it a little bit. There's been movements, but very, very slow movements. So, is like you say, uh, is it the world record, the longest gap between world records? <laughs> I do. Will be. After this one, that's what I will do, I promise. Although, no, no, no. You said after the last one. Yeah, I'm 50 this year. I'm not sure that's going to pan out too good. <laughs> Yeah, so, so the last time we actually met up, though, we were up in Edinburgh. No, yeah, we were. We were in Edinburgh. And then we went on and we went on to the darts, the World Cup of darts for the disabled players. So that was September 2021. So that was a while ago as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That was our last big outing, I think, before we decided that it was time for Double Trouble to say its farewell and bid everyone thank you for supporting for the time that we were around. Yeah, it was, you know, I can't help but feel that me and Gaz might have had a hand in that. <laughs> <laughs> the demise. Yeah, yeah, the, obviously the demise. The yeah, demise, yeah. 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 Okay, so there was no real demise. It wasn't that it suddenly went downhill. It just, it just wasn't really going anywhere. And for the amount of time and effort that Scott and I were having to put in, it was just time to, to say, we've had a good run, enjoyed it, learned a lot. But... We've, we've done our time now, so yeah. time to do something else. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you from our point of view, myself and Gaz, you know, we were disappointed. We loved your gin, particularly loved your whiskey. There's a little bottle of it knocking about unopened, would you believe? However, it is currently in San Antonio, Texas with my cousin, and he is not going to open it until I get over there. So I'm looking forward to having a little snifter of that one. And your beer club as well. 
you know, we were looking forward to seeing what you, you came up with next, whether it was the Sarah Milk Stoutsky or or whatever you had. So yeah, we 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 have to say, like as as patrons of yours, we were we were disappointed to see you you call it a day, uh, but obviously listen to you, we we totally understand why. Despite that, we still channel our efforts into Tallboy Radio. <laughs> We're still, we're still, yeah, we're still back in the drum, trying to, trying to, make, trying to get, get, get somewhere and do something. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. We've got a new lineup. Obviously, Dave, Dave sort of join us, and, and Andy sort of, he'll be back at some point. But new, new lineup, new artwork, and all of that. So you never know. You never know. Remember, you didn't have the special effects the last time I was on. No, we didn't. Oh, no, please we... don't, Dave. Please don't. <laughs> That's just an excuse for him to. Eat. What have we done that for? Can I get up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You two can't. He's better get fed up of it, yeah. So, so, so you you called it a day then, like on double trouble, round about Christmas time of twenty twenty one. Was it difficult to say goodbye to? Uh, so we put a good few years effort into getting it to where it got to, which probably wasn't very far in the grand scheme of things but we had put quite a lot of effort in so it was difficult from that perspective and some of the things that were successful about it and that you felt like made it worthwhile like the fact that we could support things like the disability darts community and um, was you you felt like I felt bad about not being able to do that but at the same time I felt like I was still always had a belief that I could go on and do something else. And I still have the belief that business has the power to do good if it's run in the right way, as well as be successful. And so as much as we've not been able to help that community uh, in the way that we were, hopefully we can go on and be successful and do something and help other communities. So that's the that was part of the logic. So yeah, it was sad to leave it. And we had a lot of fun, Scott and I, doing it. But no regrets. We briefly appeared on Dragon's Den, which was good fun, and met a lot of good people when we did it. So, from that perspective, no real regrets. Sad about a few things, but uh, just all life, isn't it? It's all uh, it's all experience, and all it makes it more interesting when you've done something like that. Yeah, it was. T- tell us a little bit. I can't remember if we talked about it on here after you'd done it or not, but I know we discussed it over a beer in a very fine pub in Edinburgh, actually. But yeah, tell us a little bit about that experience of being on Dragons then and the pressure of that and then for some own reason saying you were, it was a hobby. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, well, you're in the moment and you don't get to the chance to uh, take two, I'm afraid. But uh, the, well, the, I'll just briefly summarise how it all came about. So uh, just for Dave, because you two obviously know and uh, anyone new listening. Um, so we had hadn't been going very long and out of the blue got approached by someone from the BBC looking for people to appear on Dragon's Den so it wasn't that we ever felt like we should be on Dragon's Den and we had an amazing product that would get loads of investment but being asked made me think well we've been asked so why not and so we jumped through the hoops that you have to go through to get on the show Uh, various presentations went to Manchester did a few things and, and that's that's how we ended up there. And then, so the trial run, and then we got there. And uh, uh, so we were there, I think, first 
and told we would be on last. So I had like seven hours of waiting around, and um, which was quite painful. And then uh, what was an and after that was then we only were shown for two minutes of the time that we were on there. So that was painful uh, still. But they put us up in a nice hotel because of that, which we were appreciative. But uh, that was good, a good experience. The the thing I'm allowed to say this, but the lift isn't real. So just when you're watching the show, I'd be in trouble for saying stuff before. I'm sure it'd be <laughs> It's not a secret. It's not a secret. And how long when you when you is it right that your actual pitch is like really short, like three or five minutes, but then they could ask you questions for an hour or so? Is that pretty much your experience? Uh, it, I don't think it's ever an hour, uh, depending how interesting you were. So we certainly weren't interesting enough for an hour's worth of questions. Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's probably a good 15 minutes. And it, I don't know, like. Basically, we got the dragons to throw darts as part of the pitch um, to see if any of them had any talent. And we made a joke that the person that scored the highest would be first, that we would accept them as a first investor. So, yeah, so, so it was good fun. Uh, some of the dragons were more friendly than others um, and seemed to be like in good spirit, whereas some of them were just purposefully nasty, presumably for TV. But from our perspective, it wasn't, uh, there was no need. No, it's a shame. So Sarah Davies, I remember she was quite kind to you, wasn't she? It's a pretty, yeah. pretty Duncan Bannatyne wasn't on there as well, though. So, you know, a fellow countryman, that would have been good. So after that, then, how did, how did, it, how did it feel then, walking out of there without the investment? We, we, obviously, you, you didn't have that level of expectation because you didn't feel you were there. But was there a little bit of you that was a little bit disappointed? So, so we had no expectation about getting investment. I think there was more a feeling of relief, if I'm honest, that, that we didn't, other than me saying it was a hobby, which was which was probably the worst thing we did. But even if I hadn't said that, they still wouldn't have invested, I don't think. That just gave them an out quickly. But it was more a sense of relief that you hadn't made a fool of yourself or, or it felt like we hadn't made a fool of yourself. We actually, Scott did a really good job with the, the pitch that he did I did a half decent job of answering their questions initially, all the financial stuff, but none of that really got showed in any great for any great amount of time, and all of the questions back and forward never really were shown. So that that was disappointing when we realised that. But at the time when we came out, we didn't really uh, we didn't know that would be the case. We were just glad that we hadn't made complete fools of ourselves, <laughs> knowing that uh, the the groupy friends that we have, of which there's about fourteen of us, there are still quite close from school would have absolutely mocked us uh, for decades and <laughs> made a fool of yourself. That would have been a bit harsh because, you know, even if you're invited to go on, there's still an awful lot of things you've got to do well to be able to get onto the floor and be filmed and make it into the programme. I mean, that's no, that's no was, small feat. That, my group of friends wouldn't have cared about all of the hard work. They'd have just mocked us in. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, because I haven't, I haven't actually watched the episode so Adam you'll have to sign points me to it just out of curiosity but what was the actual under underlying reasons why you you were rejected? I think it was to do with profitability so the way that we did the gin we had outsourced the distilling and what we were paying for the product meant the margins weren't really there for an investor even if it did take off and we could have sold globally there weren't big enough margins. Okay. I feel like I'm back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, remember we, when we had you on before, and we gave you well, I think well, Gaz in particular gave you quite a sorry time. 
I think there was one point he gave me a compliment, but the rest of the time was things I could improve on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, man, you know, try to be your harshest critic and then celebrate your success as and when it might have happened. You know, that, that was the plan. <laughs> I've, I've only heard it kind of paraphrased, but from my understanding, Gaz went something along the lines of, Luke, you're absolutely shit. Why would he invest in you? <laughs> that, that's kind. That's kind of how it went. That's that's uh, my reading. Par- paraphrasing. Like, like, memories that are hurting me now. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of interest, then, do you still dabble with the gin? Do you still make it? Because I know you. You were looking at it. Sorry. Like, still in touch with Stuart. that made the beer. He gave me. I was actually hoping to have his beer on the show, and hoping he was going to join me. I have got one of his glasses. Don't know if you can see that. Yeah, um, Borderlands Brewery. So uh, I was hoping he was going to join me on the show, so he didn't just have to listen to me. But so I'm still in touch with him, and I was trying some of his new beer this week. And I've not seen the the distillery guy for a while, but I think if you were to ask Andrew at Solway Spirits, would probably still have some of the whiskey, and probably still has some of the. Double trouble gin. So if there if there are people that are desperate for these things, then Solway Spirits and Annan and the Southwest of Scotland probably still stock some. There you go. There you go. Next time we we head up that way, Gaza, and we'll probably have yeah. to tell the Scottish alchemists if we do <laughs> stop off. Well, we and definitely have to tell the Scottish alchemists. I don't think we're allowed to cross the border without telling them now ever again. I mean, I've potentially got a golf trip planned in the summer, but maybe to Scotland and. I'm not going to let them know about when it is because I'll be in trouble with them. This is horrendous. This is our kind of acting at us, didn't they? And you didn't contact us. Yeah, okay, next time. Yeah, yeah, we got a bit of flack for that one, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I wondered if you still, because I know you didn't you do a distillers course in the end? So, yeah, I did an online distillers course in the end. I didn't do a full, like, in person classroom based. So, so in terms of your, new, your sort of new venture, is that something that is is that you and Scott? Is that just you or? It's just me. So it's no, it's no with Scott. There's it sort of came about unexpectedly, and and I decided it was something that I would get in and and give it a give it a shot. So I've always I've started ever since doing the the MBA. I've always thought I want to do something, and it was it sort of just came about as I say, unexpectedly, until that, like you had asked me earlier, Adam, what have I been doing since Double Trouble? And pretty much my life has been taking my eldest to play football. And he he plays in the same team as me now. So I properly feel old when my 16-year-old is getting on the pitch before me in the games. Um, <laughs> a, few, a few weeks ago, he scored his debut goal and I set it up. So that made the papers. So that was quite nice. That was a proud dad moment. My youngest son, is taking up basketball and I used to play basketball from when I was five years old till I was 18 uh, for a team in, in Midlothian in Scotland and uh, so when I found out there's a local team down here and James had shown an interest so now my Monday nights are football, Tuesday nights are basketball, Wednesday night is football and Thursday night was was coaching junior football with the two of them so I was so glad when a Friday came along because I just didn't have anything on <laughs> So my life was filled with that after Double Trouble. And then this this uh, wallpaper, a novel walls opportunity came along. And I wanted to do something different and slightly different to what we, the way that we did what we did in Double Trouble, obviously, totally different industry. But, but the, the focus on doing something good. So one of the things that we want to do with it is for each collection to support to support a charity. So in other words, if we've got, 
uh, bird murals, for example, feature wall bird murals, that like the sales of that proportion of that would go to potentially the RSPB for the underwater murals that may go to, uh, like I learned about a charity that's got a no take zone in, uh, you know, the Isle of Arran, just off the west coast. Uh, so there's, there's a 2.6 kilometre stretch of the sea there that's protected and there's no fishing allowed that's really massively bringing back a lot of a lot of fish and a lot of aquatics to the area. So I'd quite like us to do something with them, like the the butterfly charities for those types of murals. Like there's loads of things we can do, um, and I'm sure you guys will give me loads of suggestions. <laughs> so, uh, I'm tough. just waiting. Absolutely. When Adam said he'd done some research, there's definitely something coming for the suggestion. But you, you might need to just go backwards a bit because you might have actually completely skipped saying what it is you're actually doing. You, you've said oh. that something about pictures and raising money for charity or making donations to charity, but the whole <laughs> bit before that. <laughs> That's an example of what we do. So I installed this not too long ago. And it, and it is it, bespoke custom-made wallpaper and particularly feature wall murals like that. So whole wall murals that are printed to... The dimensions of the room so whatever this is 1.9 by 2 2 meters something like that and then it installs and looks like one image and the way that we do it is uh, is quite different to the bigger players in the market so they typically print on uh, wallpaper rolls that are about 45 50 centimeters wide and so you've got so for a wall like this you would need four possibly five joints whereas uh, our paper there's only one joint so it looks better when it's finished and it looks a much cleaner approach and the, and the reason well, I think we'll, we'll hopefully be able to do better and um, I think we can see opportunities across four areas like the people that are looking for like a particular style or a colour to work in a room that they've got I think that that's well catered for by existing companies I think there's a lot of them focus on interior design I think where the other areas around where, like so, so images that might evoke a memory for people that's like a special family holiday. So, so the reason I've got a skier mural behind me is for my fortieth. We took the boys, Susan and I went skiing for my fortieth, and took the boys, and it was the first time they had been away. So, so things like that, I just find that is a nice mural because it makes me think about that holiday. So that, so that's one aspect. It might be the place you got propose or you propose to your wife whatever then I think there's like a big market for people that just want to share their passions or whatever that might be so if you're a, a passionate about animals or passionate about mountain biking or mountains even then we can do bespoke photography uh, murals that are blown up so like when I was talking about James earlier who was in his basketball we did one of a famous NBA scene for him that looks amazing in his room uh, so things like that I think is there are some that do it but no particularly and I think that's a niche that we're trying to go into as well as supporting the charities that link well to those things um, and then like the other things are like just where you want to create a feeling in a room whether that's a nursery and you want to have like inspire curiosity in children and you have certain maps or certain like animal things or uh, whether you just want your home office to be inspiring or for you guys it might be uh, podcasting type uh, things, whatever you're passionate about and or the type of feeling you want to create. So does that help? Yeah, I was, I was thinking because I, I, we're doing some work in our house at the moment and I'm going to end up with a, a little room that's going to be my office. And, and I think that's I've got an idea for a couple of the walls, but one of the other walls was just going to be plain. So 
that's something I'm definitely going to look at. I mean, what's the what's the width and length, the maximum width and length you get on these things for, uh, so, single, for a single sheet? Yeah, so for a single sheet, so I think about 1.2 metres is the width that we can print to. Uh, so, so like this room's two metres wide at least, um, and it took two, two panels, one joined. And the way that it's joined is, um, so those thinner ones that the competitors do, you sort of butt the two joints together um, as best you can. Our, our method is a splice method where you sort of lay one over the other, match up the pattern and then cut through both papers, lift and, and fold it in. And it leaves quite a seamless, you won't be able to see where the join is there. I hope you might be able to see my pencil lines right enough. <laughs> no, you can't see a join. Very seamless um, when you do it that way. And I've fitted both types and I know what uh, what they're like and, and which one leaves the best finish. And this one definitely leaves the best finish too. I can get you a discount, Dave, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be looking at that. Once the plastering's done, it'll be done in about the next eight, ten weeks. I'm going to measure it up and uh, I'm going to get something for that, definitely. In, in, ter in terms of the images then, Dave, that, that you, are you, do you have a, a library of images that people can select from or are you asking them to provide effectively their own images? Yeah, so if you have a look at novelwalls.com, you'll see all the different design categories and there's, there's loads of different designs in there. The other thing that we do because we're just getting started, if there's a particular design that you're looking for and we don't have it or you can't find it on our site, tell us. Like describe what it is you're looking for, and we can go and look for it specifically and try and try and find it. So uh, it saves people time, all of that good stuff. Nice. Cool. So just just as a point of reference, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, we'll try and share a, a screenshot for it on our social media, but also just jump on YouTube, and what you'll see is the image uh, that, that Dave is talking behind him there. And I've got to tell you, it does look fantastic, and no, you can't see a scene for it. I've got it on quite a big monitor up here in front of me. And so if you're looking at it like, so Dave, ah, Dave, he's got something very weird behind him. We don't tend to question him on what it is. We just let it be and don't talk about it. But your good self it is a little bit more. If he sends you that image and asks you to print it, for the love of God, don't. I don't know what it is, but don't print it. <laughs> well, the other thing is, and I knew when we got you on, Dave, Ah, Dave, this is getting confusing. Having two again. We you call me David time. if you want. Okay, David. I've not called you David <laughs> no, for four years. Weird. It doesn't sound like, yeah. Everyone, everyone else that knows me from 19, uh, like 1998 calls me David. No, oh, it's just me. Then. No, no, 2013, sorry. Okay, <laughs> very specific. <laughs> got... I changed my name when I was 35 to David. Yeah, you technically didn't because that was always your name. We just abbreviated. But that's another matter. We we digress. But Dave here does enjoy when we get someone on the podcast talking about a business, especially with yourself, which is one like like the same as you did with Double Trouble. It's a passion and it's something you've got an interest in. So in terms of some of the images that you can use, if I were to take a photograph and, and want it blown up to stick on, on a wall, what sort of megapixels would I need to do that with? So, so ideally... For if you're taking it yourself, you want to take it on a digital SLR. It is possible to do it on your with your phone images, but the quality wouldn't be there. And um, so you ideally want to use a DSLR camera for it. That's cool. That's worth knowing. That's worth knowing. And is that picture then the scheme one? You said it evokes very positive memories. There is that. Is that one of your good self lying flat on the back in in the snow, or is it just is it? A 
It's sadly not. It's sadly not. The photographs I took while we were uh, in the Alps were on my phone, so they weren't of good enough quality. That was one of our stock images. Yeah. I mean, I, I did toy with the idea of getting on the water. Obviously, getting in past the wife is the real challenge, to be honest with you. Getting Tallboy Radio logo put on the wall behind us. We could do we could do that, could you? Mm-hmm. There you go. I'll, I'll give us something to think about. Not very long for thinking about it, but it'll give us something to think about. But you could even have an image with the logo somewhere on the image. Like rather, oh. unless you wanted the logo to be the full size of the wall, which is also possible. That's not a bad idea. Of the, of the three of us and Andy there with the logo in the corner, that'll keep the kids out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might might also be the, the, end, the end of a marriage or two, I think, if that, if that were to. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I've, I've ordered some new wallpaper. What, what's it look like? Well, you say that. <laughs> Do, do you do like hologram wallpaper, Dave? Because that could work out if you like have it from the door when uh, the good wife's looking in, she sees one image, but when we look out from the camera, it's a different image. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. We do, we do 3D style wallpaper murals that look like, uh, like it's just uh, trickery of the eye. It makes it look like there's a hole or something like that. I don't know that we do holographic. I'll need to check. Well, enough, that was one of my ideas I'd noted down. You know, I love it. I love to pitch these things to you. <laughs> I, I did, I just want it's very 80s, it's very sci fi. I, I didn't think it was especially practical, and probably not many people would want it. And I suspect it would be probably quite expensive to achieve. Uh, but no, no, it is, it is one. Of, I can pitch an idea if I had because one, one of the things that I. <laughs> I do shocked me, Andy. Shocked me. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I always think about these things. I try and I try and think about it from a different perspective as well. So, say for example, so you do some great cityscapes there, and I look at cityscapes. And I, you know, I've been to New York, love New York. Las Vegas, everybody knows, is one of my favourite cities. And obviously, the thing you know about Las Vegas is the sparkling lights at night and everything. So I wondered, like, if you could get a cityscape. And if, if there was some way of getting some very tiny LED lights inside that picture and that image so that it lights up so it wasn't so much... So if you imagine that dark room and just those lights on a, on a cityscape, I think could look really, really quite, you know, really quite nice and emotional almost, evoking the spirit of the place that you visited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's it. Apartment to live in. Yeah. That's it. Is, it, is, is it better than my uh, Wayne Model gin idea? You know, see, I love your way, model, Jim, because that that actually meant that we would travel to Hawaii. You know, that that was the, the selling point of that. That and, and I can't believe that way, model binned us off on various social media and didn't actually reply to us because that was genius and it involved us going on holiday, which obviously is, is a bonus. So, with these murals, if there's a particular photograph that we need to take and visit to one of these cities like Las Vegas, then maybe that's something we would need to do. Yes, Dave. Yes, I like it. Oh, that's that's, that's it. it. That's it. TBR road trip. TBR plus one. You come along, Dave, and that's it. That's whole brand. It's brilliant. Genius. The, the three of us have a, have a big birthday this year. We've got a reason to celebrate. This this could be. Yeah, Dave's looking worried. Dave's look, uh, sorry. David <laughs> is David from 2013 is looking very worried. <laughs> But no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to be honest. You're not, you're not, not fancy like an outside broad. I mean, we, we won't really, well, you've probably heard some of the, the stories of 
the last time that David Scott entertained us up in Scotland. But you know that was that was a banging weekend. You know it was. It was. It was it, in all fairness, it was a banging weekend. Ignoring the fact that Gaz got lost on the train and ended up in the middle Adam of nowhere. Left me on the train. No, I got off. You stayed on. The, 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 you, you leave no man behind. You see, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know what I mean. But anyway, there we go. You left me unattended. You left me unattended on a, on a railway station. <laughs> I, is that how we were? All right, okay. There's, there's two ways to look at this. I am the least trustworthy person to be left by myself. I've got zero sense of direction. So that's my fault because you got off the train. Exactly, yeah. You, oh, let, okay. you <laughs> let me get off the train. I'm, I'm barely an adult at the best of times. <laughs> the 12% beers you were both drinking, we are always going to make train journeys risky. We were. To be honest, just being in the pub was risky because I, I went I went down like a well like a tree being sawed, didn't I? Like yeah. A lumberjack had had a pop at me, yeah. Yeah. Because back then, you. back then you had to wear masks. I was putting my mask on. I didn't see the step, and I made a heck of a noise in that wooden floor, didn't I? Guess. Yeah, you did, and and it, it was just a waiter who come over and goes, "Is he all right?" And I just went, <laughs> "Yeah, he'll be fine." <laughs> yeah. It's funny. He's out yeah, yeah, as I said, I, I'll, I'll skip it. <laughs> You're missing out, David, from 2013. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's sticking now. That is. That is. That is. That is I'm, I'm changing my phone to that. So to, taking you, taking you back to the murals as well. So just out of interest, then, can you do a waterproof version so you can put it on the back wall of a shower? So we don't use PVC for for one good reason that I won't go into now, but in theory, it's possible because there is the PVC. Paper, although it's not paper, like printable PVC is available, so it would be possible. And it, and is this because I re- I did I had a good like mooch around your website as I'm prone to do. And it, it, first of all, it is a great website. It is a really really good professional website. I love reading your story behind it as well. I love the puns that were used in there and everything. I thought it was really really good. The products you 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 use on there are absolutely fantastic. And I, I also had a look. At some of your competitors and you're quite right the stuff that you offer is far superior and at a very very similar price as well but when you say about the pvc and i wonder is this down to the ecological side of it as well because that was a big part about what you do as well isn't it it is sort of very eco-friendly yeah yeah definitely and it was a, quite a clear decision link to the charity partners we want to work with basically so so for us to partner with someone like the rsdb we couldn't uh, we couldn't use PVC products, basically. All our packaging has to be plastic-free, all of those things, which was our aim anyway. Uh, but when we decided to go down the route of wanting to partner with charities, that became quite a good decision because that was one of the first things they asked. Oh, that's good. Well, that's interesting. And that's the other thing, to be honest with you. Like, it was the same with Double Trouble. And you, you, uh, I've said this all along, if anybody's listened to any of these podcasts in the past, you guys were very, very good to us you know, and helping us out and, you know, the raffle that you did when we were doing our Guinness World Record, you're very kind in sponsoring us as well and sending us things and flights and everything to use on the day. And that's that's always been at the core of what you do. And like you say, doing the, the World Disability Darts and being there that day, I think Gaz and I were really, really quite surprised by the lack of attention that, that, uh, that an event like that had got. And I think it's wonderful that you guys took the time to be there and probably with hangovers as well, because we were drinking till about three o'clock in the morning the day before. But but I think it was I think it's fantastic, and I think it's it's really good. You do you do have that ethical side to the business. When we partnered with Ollie's Snacks, that was part of what we looked at. When we looked at somebody who was doing something, you'd instill that in us. 
but we wanted to make sure that we had there was a charitable element to that so if we're encouraging people to buy something then you know they do do something good with it and the same as we do with all our uh, you know all our sales off of our website the you know the two or three t-shirts we sell a year you know anything that we said we said we sold we always said we will give half to charity and in all fairness each year we you know for the last three years it's got to it there's not been a great deal there but it's all gone to charity 100 percent of it has we've not taken a penny of it out for ourselves we've not spent a penny on the beer because lord knows we spend enough on beer anyway it's all gone to charity and we all give it to cancer charities because it's, it's something that's i think is dear to everybody uh so absolute absolute respect so, so that is core isn't it whenever you set out to do this you talked about it there why 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 is it just out of interest what is it about yourself that feels the need to, to give back in terms of when you do something like this okay what a question yeah <laughs> sorry no no you're fine you're fine uh you know why why do you choose to do that i don't know it must just be how i was brought up i think uh, maybe my grandparents and my parents probably instilled that type of wanting to help people uh, where you could i don't i, I can't think that it's anything different i i think i can see i think i just like so maybe maybe some of the businesses that i've been a fan of or that i've seen like so social bite is a charity and that started in edinburgh that uh, set, set out to end homelessness was the uh, in Edinburgh, I think, and they've since expanded it to Glasgow, London, all, all over the UK, right? And it, and it, I think I followed businesses like that for a while and was interested in their story and how they did it. Brewgooders, another example from a beer perspective, which I know you'll all relate to, and um, where they set out to like end water famine and that type of thing. And I thought, and I always like they were the businesses that. I, felt a connection to because they were doing something that really mattered and I think it's maybe just a desire to do something that matters um, and makes a difference. I, I can't think of any deep psychological reason other than that. I, I mean who wouldn't want to do that if they could? I think no everyone can is the, is the reality uh, and I think lots of businesses that could don't. Yeah. So best to be a good example for others to follow I suppose. And, and, I, and I suppose, you know, you, you look at, I'd said sort of, why did you decide to do that? I suppose you could flip it and say, well, why would you not? You know, that, so that that's the, that's the flip side is like, if you have the means and the capacity and you're able to, then why, why would you not do that? Because some, somebody that I work with always said, you know, particularly in business and particularly in what you do, look after people and respect people almost on your way up because actually, you know, you, you've got a chance that actually when you're on your way back down, you know, you, you come across them again, you might see them again, you might need a favour from them later on down the line. And, and you know, so y you have the means in order to be able to do that and it's core to your business vision and, and, and ethical sort of point of view. So so why, why would you not? I'm, I, I'm curious just in terms of the, the, the charities that you're involved with, did you approach? Did you have the ideas for the prints? Then you approached them, or was so the, was, at this precise moment, what I've just told you is uh, our plan. Like there are one or two we're talking to at the moment, and we're waiting to hear back from quite a big right. one. We approached them um, yeah. initially. Uh, like the other, the, the other reason, just to follow on and finish my answer to that last question. Like so, so for for the charities that are doing really good stuff like social bite like like that charity Aaron Coast they're called that's that's created and 
made sure that there's a no-take zone off the coast of Aran for 2.6 kilometres. They can't raise money because they're busy making sure that stuff is happening. And I think then the rest of us have a responsibility because we might want to go there and yeah. see that and experience it and reap the benefits of what they've done. Um, so therefore, we should all be trying to help in any way we can. Now, you like, can't help everybody, but if everyone is thinking in that way, then the more of these charities that are actually doing real work that is helping, whether it's the climate, whether it's helping people, whether it's helping animals, can do more of that. And that just benefits everyone. That would be like why we do it. Yeah. Fair play. We, we, we absolutely, absolutely applaud you uh, on everything that you do charity-wise. I think it's fantastic. You're totally right. If you can do something, you totally should. There's a little bit of me that, that, that believes, not so much in, in leaving a legacy, but making a difference that when we go, when we leave this planet, if we've left it a little bit better than how we found it, it doesn't matter if we're remembered for doing it. The fact that we did it is actually what's important. And, and, and I can tell in yourself and in your answer there, that, 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 that I think is pretty much the same same way that you look at things. So to change it up a little bit then, would you ever take this one on Tall Burton, on Tall Boy Radio, on, on, on Dragon's Den? Hey, would I take this on Dragon's Den? Well, they annoyed me because they only gave us two minutes and they were rude to Scott at one point and probably rude to me, but I was more annoyed at them being rude to Scott. So probably not out of his bite. Do you not feel that there's unfinished business there? Yeah, okay, you might put part of it. Yeah, okay. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to show you when I came on two years ago and you said no to me that time, but you can't say no this time. And, you know, absolutely stick it to them. There's got to be a bit of that in it. It would be, I would only be going back on to be like that, though. Uh, (laughs) I'd be going on to basically play a game with them and then say, sorry, I don't want your money. (laughs) if we're so successful that i could do that then it might be a good idea to do that. Yeah. Yeah. you go on and say i want five pounds <laughs> yeah. so i want five pounds for 95 percent of my business <laughs> and when they all offer it you go nah <laughs> there we go would you ever would you ever bring it back would you ever take that pitch then if you did you bring that pitch back onto this is where I slipped up earlier. Tallboy Radio does Dragons Den. So would you bring it back to what did we was it Tuka Sully Beans, Theopathic Gaz, and Sarah Dave Ease from 2013? Yeah. <laughs> that was daunting. Those those dragons were tough dragons. Adam <laughs> dressed up for him, put a bloody shirt tied up, he did. I did. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that for work. <laughs> I'm not sure you weren't even drinking that night, which really threw me. No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna say, are you sure? Yeah. But you see, well, and and I know that it's been a sort of standing joke that the last sort of few times that you've been on, talking about double trouble, really, you always let slip something that you shouldn't have done, and it is so. You know what's coming now, Dave? Come on, give us that little golden nugget because you want to get the name out there. You want to get your business name out there. So you, you, you've spoken about the RSPB. You've spoken about you spoke about the Isle of Arran and the good work there. Come on, who, who's are the little nuggets that, that you're, you're sort of talking to at the moment? So the RSPB is the big one. So yeah. uh, it, it's the one we're waiting to hear back from, whether it's a goer or not. And we have, we've had like to secure that. We've had to commit quite a lot of money like basically say we've got to give them a lot of money over the next three years so probably shouldn't say that uh, but anyway there you go. you got me to say something you shouldn't say 
So, so okay, so, so if you take the RSPB then, and, and so you hook up with them, is it that they're going to possibly then come to you and ask you to produce things for them that goes on their literature, that goes in, in their, or is it just literally on everything that you do, you would have their logo yeah. and it'd be branded? The way that we would do it for them um, and the way that we've sort of pitched what we would do for them. So it, it, if you go into the Novel Walls website, there's categories, so like mountains, uh, yeah. that type of thing, right? So so we would have an RSBB collection um, right. that we'd probably have like spring really, like to align to the way that they uh, typically go through the year. So they go through in the season. So we'd have like a spring collection that would be birds within spring season uh, and so on, each summer on. And, and that's, so we would hopefully, and this is where there's uh, where we're weighing on them coming back to us. So, so we could, in theory, curate the images ourselves, go to various places, decide what images we felt worked. They would likely all need to be British native species. Yeah. Um, and obviously things like that, that are on the red list of endanger. I don't know if you all watch Wild Isles, but there's obviously there's a lot of attention around certain species and the, the need to protect them because they're, they're going down. So things like puffin are obviously on the red list and certain images of that type of bird would work well as a mural. Uh, so, and we're waiting on them deciding, do they want us to curate a collection or do they want us to use their own images? Um, and that's sort of where we're at the moment. Right. Okay. They may well this and turn around and say you gave away too much David and then I'll have to come back to you and say thanks for asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> just, you, hey, just, you, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of Tallboy Radio with the delightful Mr Dave Borthwick if we didn't attempt to try just to tease something out of it it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I should have just said no I can't tell you anything yeah. at this moment. Is it? Just for the record Gaz tries on every single episode that we get people on most people just do say Bit no. Yeah. You're just more accommodating, Dave. That's why I love about having you. You know what I mean? You just, you just can't say no. <laughs> so, Dave, Dave, commercial stuff. You do commercial stuff? Because the reason I ask that is not just out of interest, but we are looking at moving offices either into existing office or building our own office block. So that's something that I would be interested in, particularly I'm thinking about in our breakout areas, canteen areas. That we're gonna we're gonna have. So is that something you do? We do. There's specialist uh, fire rated papers for commercial premises and certain specs that are required. Um, but we do, we do that and can get hold of any. Depends on the requirements for the building, but we can get the specific papers required. So um, if you are interested, then we can we can make that happen. Uh, def definitely, I'll definitely come back to you on that one. Sounds good. And do you, do you do you do the um, installation, or is it really is it really DIY? It's, it's DIY or getting a professional decorator to do it. Uh, so I did ours, um, but I'm afraid I can't travel around the country doing everywhere else. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fairly straightforward installation, and particularly for if you were doing a commercial premises, you're likely to get a professional decorator to do it, and they typically know the type of installation uh, that it would be. Well, that, that is that is one thing I'll say about your website as well, because I did have a look at that side of things. In terms of the way that you measure up, it is really clear, it's really plain. It's a lot better done than most websites will offer this kind of thing. And not only that, in terms of the installation guide that you give just on there, 
it is honestly Dave. If you, sorry, Dave from 2013. It, no, David from 2013. I apologise. It is. It is really good, and it is. It is really clear where you know that you. I don't get me wrong. I still wouldn't trust myself to do it because I'm a bloody idiot. But I, I would say most people would be quite capable of doing it using a tape measure. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just looking now. Actually, it, it is, uh, and it's a nice website. Actually, it's um, it is it's very professional looking, laid out really well. It's good work. It is, isn't it? I, I thought that it's, it is a it's, you know it's it's very very good. The one thing I thought though, when you were talking earlier there, what about tits? With the RSBB, would you do tits? You you, you love a good tit, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm. Have we got I think I know we've got an owl, right? If you're looking for birds, I definitely we do an owl. Yeah. Um there's a owl. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> just give it a rest. I, I'm just, so just, just thinking oh, I mean I know it, it's sort of wallpaper such is there a and and you'll have to excuse my ignorance, can you then use the same print technology as such to then put prints onto other items whether it be chairs desks tables or is it is it literally is the technology there just to print it effectively onto wallpaper yes we specialize on printing wallpaper i believe it's possible to do prints on curtains that type of thing i think it's slightly different technology to what we use though okay right because i was just thinking obviously then you, you start thinking about not just your wallpaper but if you think about your home and you might have weather furniture, certain desks, whatever it may be that you could put prints onto, then again, that might be another avenue. But if it's slightly different technology, then you don't want to be, you don't want to be sort of committing your money to various different technologies, yeah. I suppose, I don't know. At the moment, we're tending to focus just on the UK because we've really only started, like, it's the last year or so that we've been working on it and then we'd really only started marketing and, and like promoting the business mostly via Google Ads in the UK and hopefully by next year we can at least ship to Europe and um, if not both Europe and the US and that's where the market's huge the, the US market's enormous for this type of thing. Imagine. What one of the three of the guys mentions that is because that's one of the other ideas that I wondered about so in terms of walls obviously one of the things that can break up a wall other than a window obviously is a door so something like, a, if you could do a mural with a secret doorway that was built into it, I think that would be quite a good look as well. Is that something you've explored? No, no I'll add that to the list along with holographic. <laughs> well, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look too, too, spend too much time looking into the holographic. I don't think it will <laughs> be necessarily worthwhile or generate an awful lot of interest, if I'm honest. But yeah, I did wonder about, you know, the idea is that, you know, let's say you, like, you had almost like a like a space theme and something like you know a quasar or a black hole that you can almost then you know you just the door handle was was you know painted or part of the design and you open it up and you could just pass through i think that'd be quite cool work because they've got those uh, like the, the way that they're built but a flat door in theory you could paper and make it part of the design uh, and then it could open but uh, you'd need the right type of door for that yeah like okay. you missed the checker minutes ago Adam, Adam though when when you made the joke about the tits and the hooters you should really have used your sound effects there was a badum do you want to go back later I'll, I'll add it in afterwards don't you worry 
I won't, I won't, I won't. But you're right, yeah. They are underutilized in many of our episodes. People, people will note. Uh, so, so then, as well, as well. Do you still play darts? That's my real question. Are you, are you still keen on darts? Scott and I get together. So whenever I've been up visiting family in Edinburgh, um, we always have a game. And the last, the last time we played, annoyingly, he beat me. And I don't think he'd beat me for a year or maybe even longer than that. Uh, and he was, I think he won the first game and then I went 4-1 up and then he came back and won 5-4. So I was really annoyed that day. So but no as often as we once did, Adam. Uh, and we're probably no better than we were. <laughs> You know why? You know why he's brought this. You know, we all know why he brought that topic up, don't we? Playing darts. So you know, I mean, there was obviously that that game when when we went up to Scotland, and I'm pretty sure that you're going to talk about the who won the who won the doubles, aren't you, Ad? Go on, I can't remember. Uh, Dave, do you remember who won that one? I do. It was me me and you. We beat him and Scott. I do remember about half past one in the morning and I had a fair few strong beers that day. I remember taking out and you said like I, I was left with 80 and you said go go double top, double, double top. And I did bang, bang. They both were in. I think it was the beer that guided it in, not my ability. <laughs> I know. It was a special moment. Yeah, it was. The worst The worst part of it was, so part of Double Trouble, one of the things that they did, Dave, from 2013 was they, they, they required someone to, to have an input in some dart design, and they produced two sets, one of which is the, the set that I designed for them, and God bless them, they made it, and yes, I, you know, I do have a set of those, and those are the darts that I use on the occasions that I do play. And, they are, and I will say this, they are a lovely dart, but they also made another set and I was determined not to like them or think they're any better. So that night, like Scott had a set on his on there, and I said, "Go on, can I have like a few chucks with it?" So I had nine darts, and my last three were treble twenty, treble twenty, treble twenty. It was the only one eighty-eight hit while I was up there, and it was with those damn darts, the ones I didn't design. I was I was determined not to like. But, but yeah, you like them, so that's that's fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, to be fair, they were a nice dart. Yeah. It's, is, is that part of your range then? Is there a darting theme? Because we know your friend Jed McPhee, he's got his, his wall done, hasn't he? Is it something you've looked at? So I've seen it, and I remember at the time seeing that and thinking that could be done. I think the market would be small. And the ones I've seen, because obviously when we're part of the darting community, I got visibility, most stuff that was going on. And I definitely saw someone was doing that type of alley pally style back wall mural and um, so it's being done so we don't need to do it i don't think because there's no need to right? if someone's doing it well we'll let them carry on well that was, that was the other thing i wondered about sporting venues so someone like gas could have goodison done on his downstairs toilet or something you know what i mean it seems like a fitting place for it but in terms of that though is is there any limitation to using copyrighted images definitely loads uh, so licensing is a massive part of uh what you're able to use and what you're not able to use so like we can't really promote and um, so the basketball themed ones that we've got are uh, are generic they're not nba ones because we don't have the license to use the nba images so but in time we hope to build up a collection that allows us to do that like so so we have got i think we've got an emirates stadium 
and and it, and like you'd be surprised how often people search for that type of thing. So if people are passionate about football. So that one I talked about earlier, you're passionate about you might have on your wall. And there's a lot of people search for stadium sport and type wallpaper, golf, like all of that stuff. Um, so and and I think because we're just getting started, we're at the moment probably trying to do too much and spread ourselves to cover everything and we probably need to get to a point where we focus in on a few key things and say right we're going to really nail a collection for that type of person be that football people or be that golf whatever it might be um but we've done what we've done to get to a point of being able to at least be out there and and talk to people and share share the options and there have been there's been a few quite a few inquiries since we've started in the last month so uh, so far it looks positive that's good there's one room that definitely needs doing then scott's bar have you done anything for scott he must have had some ideas for that it's something for scott's children's room so they have uh, jack has a barcelona wallpaper and uh, imogen has a princess type wallpaper but we've not done anything for the bar yet uh, so i think he just needs to decide what he wants because, I mean, that, that room was quality, wasn't it, guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I say as, as, a, as a man cave, well, it's not a man, just a cave. It's like a man house. It was, it was amazing. It's like you go in, it's like, oh, oh dad, you got to heaven. He's got your own bar, your table tennis, you got darts. It's just like memorabilia, signed photo. It's just like, oh, this place is amazing. It was. It was absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. That, 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 it was it was it was a treat when we went up there. And obviously, we, we were hugely hugely appreciative of the offer and, and stuff, and, and obviously your hospitality when we came up and stuff. And it, was, it was a decent weekend, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, as, as as man caves go, it was it, it was it was certainly decent. So before we get on to what the guys are drinking, we need to talk about a different Scottish beer as well, because the last time we chatted, I think you were on your way to the Brewdog AGM. How was that? Really good. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you tried Black Heart and what do you think? That's about the one. Funny enough, I was making, I was compiling a list of all the different beers that I've had on this podcast the other day. And I was sticking it onto a PDF because obviously, you know, I've had a very busy day. And, and, and the surprising amount of beers that I've actually had from Bruno, Black Heart, I have to say, is not one of them. But I have seen them really going after Guinness with that one, aren't they? Their campaign is uh, relentless as well. I tried one for the first time last night and pleasant enough. I'm not a big Guinness drinker, so it wasn't like I tend to drink IPA, so it wasn't a, it's not that I would change my IPA taste to start drinking that, but it was uh, it was certainly drinkable. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Was the AGM it, any good then? It was good. So, the, so Susie and I went to the AGM, first one I've been to, in Aberdeen, weather was glorious. Uh, there was some downsides to it. Uh, so the downsides were, ah, uh, the queues were horrific. Um, and no, just for the beer. So the queues for the beer were bad, um, but the queues for the food were horrendous. Um, and it was, it was almost like they hadn't thought that everybody would want to eat because uh, there's like there's thousands of people and there's like ten food wagons and you're thinking. That's no good to work. And that's why there was hundreds of people queuing at the food. So you had to wait ages for food. Then they ran out. That was obviously causing people a lot of pain and grief. The beer, the queue for the beer actually did get better. So it was only initially when we arrived, it was really bad. And then I think 
that was always the time everybody arrived and then it just sort of eased. But the music was good and we, we enjoyed it. It was really, it was worth the trip. I think they're doing it different this year. I think they're doing it in bars, I believe. So you can go to your local and I, I'm not exactly sure the format. And when I, when I saw that there was quite a lot of people moaning about the fact that there wasn't an AGM and that was one of the reasons that they were a shareholder and all this. Uh, I probably, we probably weren't going to go this year. Um, so it was no, I, I had no complaint to make. But yeah, no, it was worthwhile going. We enjoyed it. We were lucky with the weather. No, oh, fair play, fair play. And just out of interest, what beer have you got in your glass tonight? I have a Hobgoblin IPA in my glass tonight. Now, I did hope to have Stuart's beer, um, but I drank that last night. So uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he was experimenting. We had new Red Ale. Um, that was very nice, uh, very drinkable, and probably I would have enjoyed more than I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Fair play. We we we've had. Did did you join us on that one, Gaza? I know me and Andy have tried. We tried the Red Reaver Ale, and I think his Terrace IPA were the two that we tried on the podcast. Yeah. And there was maybe another one actually, but yeah, I tell you blonde. what. Mm, yeah, the the esque is it esque blonde or something like. That? Yeah, good beers, good beers. Did you did you join us on that one, Gaza? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't remember it, but I, I think I remember you talking about it. So whether or not I've, I've either listened back or I remember you talking about it. I, I don't. I, it doesn't ring a bell in terms of me actually being on it. So no. But then again, we have done 167 episodes or whatever up to this or whatever else. So I might have done. I don't. I don't, I don't remember it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, 168. Just for the record. I thought this was is that, 168. Yeah, is it? Is that three years worth? It, yeah, we, yeah, it's three words. So before the end of the year, we should be hitting episode 200, which is quite exciting. Dave, Dave what was the interview process to get uh, to get your role as a co-presenter on Tall Boy Radio? Did you just have to be above? <laughs> I, I am above six foot, but no, I think it was just more that um, Andy wasn't coming on and uh, three's better than two. So, you know. That's pretty much it. Take me or nothing. <laughs> he's better than that. He does himself down. He we... does himself. He does himself down. He's 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 better than nobody. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> That's not much better, guys, is it really? <laughs> That's pretty actually, guys. <laughs> so then we're just coming up just past the hour mark. So. We'll leave it to you then, Dave, to leave us with your final thought first. Any anything you want to leave us with? Obviously, we will share novelwalls.com. Is that the correct website? Yeah. yeah we, we will share it on our website. We'll share it on any our blog post and we'll share it on the social media when this episode goes out in a few weeks' time because we're a few weeks ahead of ourselves at the moment. But yeah, we'll leave us with some final thoughts and tell us a little bit more about that business if you care. No, so I want to talk about the business. I'll just, the final thought will be thank you again for inviting me to come on. It's been fun as it always is. Um, and my final thought for anyone listening is if you can be kind, be kind, right? Uh, find the time and do something nice for someone else. That's what I'll leave on. All right. Amen. Amen. Well, I like that thought. Gaza? Love to catch up with Dave. You know, we, we had such a blast. So when, when we met, we, I, I love talking about Double Trouble. Um, massively intrigued to see how, how the new venture goes. So thank you very much for coming back on. And I'll just echo Dave's thoughts. You know, just be, be kind to yourself and each other. Indeed. Indeed. Dave? Uh, yeah, good to good to meet another David. 
or Dave, whichever it is. It's always good. And uh, yeah, NevilleWolves.com. You don't want to talk about it, but uh, I'll just give you another drop there because it looks uh, it looks fantastic. I'm definitely going to look at it both at home and at work. There Thank you go. There you go. What, like I say, Dave, God bless him. One of the things he does like, he does like people who do things in business. And I, and I also suspect that some of the charity stuff that he does will resonate with you as well. Would that be fair, Dave? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if anybody else is out there and is interested in this sort of thing, then by all means, get in contact, whether it be for the home or for the office or whatever you have in mind. I'm sure they'll find something that will accommodate whatever you are looking for. But for us, that's all we have to say tonight. Maybe at some point, if the wife allows, there'll be a Tallboy Radio mural on the wall behind. Certainly there won't be one. I know that you suggested the idea earlier of... The, the, the place that you got engaged, and for me, by the bin in the kitchen is probably not what I want to recall on my wall. <laughs> she's, a, she's a lucky woman, my wife, and with that, I wish you a good night. <laughs>